Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome you. Things are about to change. Alexa. Searching. Play the Black Beast post-fight interview. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. <laughs> I understand. Listen, man, what you just said Joe just rose was it. absolutely phenomenal. That was an incredible comeback victory, and it shows one of the reasons why people love to watch you fight, that you can put it all to bed with one shot. I told the boys I got no more heart. You know, they keep underestimating me. I ain't all that technical and all that. Get there. No one will question your heart, sir, after this. This is a come-from-behind knockout, the likes that we haven't oh, seen in a celebration. long time. Yeah. And you were looking for that Black beat maker all night. You found it in the last minute of the fight. I forgot a few hours yeah, before the fight. Donald Trump called me <laughs> and told me I got knocked this Russian <laughs> back. He's making it look bad on the news. You know, him and Putin. They're talking about USA and this hoe. USA and this hoe. <laughs> Welcome to Porch Talk. I got Brother Cobb here with me again tonight. This is Alan. And that is the Black Beast. I think he's my new favorite fighter. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, USC 229. And I've got to say that it's probably one of my favorite UFCs that has been in a long time, if not my favorite. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen a pay-per-view. Was it like January when we went to Princess? And I didn't really pay much attention to it because it was in a bar yeah. whatever. It's pizza. On the yeah, and it's pizza. It's like going around. But this was great <laughs> to get dip my toes back into it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't dip in. I went full cannonball in there. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. It was definitely a good one to, to catch. It's been a while since one has been that good. Tony Ferguson... Black Beast, the girl fight was good, the prelims were good. Even, I mean, up to what happened after the Khabib fight, it was all good. So the starting interview, that was Black Beast, and he fought Volkov? Yeah, Drago. Drago. We're going to go with Drago. (laughs) That's his nickname. And so there was 4.49, so there's 11 seconds left in the final round of this fight. (laughs) And Black Beast just hits him with a haymaker. Oh, you gotta paint this picture, man. Oh, this dude, ding ding, <laughs> he's like gassed the whole time. And this Drago is throwing some haymakers, and he's just thick skull. He he ain't getting knocked out. Mm-mm. He stumbles around, yes. but like, I guess in that final round, a corner said it's time to throw some hail marys or something. <laughs> and you never listen to me. Now you gotta listen to me. You gotta knock him out. You know that clap clap. Before the 10 seconds, mm-hmm. I think he, he heard that or he was, he was anticipating it or something because he knocked him out with 11 seconds left. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> and then the post-fight interview was the best. <laughs> oh, yeah. And on top of that, the fight after that with Ferguson? Yeah. That was ninja stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was – well, that, I kind of, that kind of stoned all of us there at first when the guy that lost, he did like this – Cartwheel kick, yeah, last, like a half cartwheel, kick. last stitch effort kind of thing. We were all like, well, I wonder what, what inspired that. Springing off the octagon fence with some Superman punches or something. Yeah, it's always good to see that. And then on top wow. of that, you had Conor McGregor and Khabib. What happened after the fight was overshadowed the fight. Yeah, completely. So you had a whole lot of bull rushing the octagon. Khabib hops out, goes and decks somebody on McGregor's team, and then some of Khabib's boys are going in the octagon <laughs> at the same time. Three of them <laughs> to jump McGregor. What a wild ending to a card! Really made Khabib's team look exactly like McGregor said it was terrorist. Yeah, that was wrong on Khabib's part. I mean, like he beat McGregor. Mm-hmm. Pretty lopsided to me. Yeah, I think Shell Sonnen said it best. He said, I mean, it's, sometimes it's hard to be a 
good loser. Yeah. But you should never have a hard time being a good winner. No. You just proved your point in the ring where it counts, and now you're going to act out like this? You're 27-0, and you just beat, like, a legend, mm-hmm. a living legend. Yeah. And, like, all I think about is the aftermath yeah. of the fight. And I don't, I don't really care to see that rematch, to be honest with you. I don't really – not a big fan of watching Khabib fight in the beginning. He's boring. Yeah, he's a boring fighter. He, he likes – Hugging up against the fence and hugging on the ground. But it's working. Mm-hmm. 27-0. Yeah, he wins. So I'd rather see, like, McGregor go on the fight Aldo or fight Diaz again. I'd rather see that than fight Khabib again. That's, I want to see Khabib fight GSP. That, ooh, that would be, that, that would probably be a good fight. Because GSP's a really good wrestler. Yeah. So Has he wrestled Grizzlies? I mean, I don't know if he's done that. <laughs> he's from Canada, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, I wouldn't think so. That's insane. <laughs> Little kid wrestling bears. Yeah. I mean, is there footage of this? Yeah, you ain't seen it? No, so I need to look that up. I was like, well, I guess Cian's going to be believing. I don't Was the bear, like, declawed? And- That's what I always like. I don't believe it. That bear had to be. But it's, I don't think the footage, he had a muzzle on. It was a little baby bear. I mean, it wouldn't. I, like a little, I wouldn't mess with this bear. Yeah. Like it was about 100 pounds. That's something I never want any part of. Bear attack? A bear. No. They like, rip your face off. I've seen Red Dead. Yeah. I've seen Backcountry. <laughs> it's the best bear attack in a movie. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I They're in a be, tent. Even like bigger cats, like uh, if you was to go to India, those man-eating tigers they got? Yeah. Or just to be out <laughs> where lions are. or I mean, Hippos, even, man. That would be a crappy way to go. <laughs> A hippo killed you? We just went in off the Animal Kingdom UFC. That's fine. <laughs> we'll get back. We'll get back. To uh, hippos are very dangerous <laughs> and aggressive. Ah, I wouldn't want no part of an elephant if it got mad while you was driving through and it rammed the vehicle. The best uh, animal show or footage I've seen this year was when I was at the beach with my family. And you know how lions would like stalk the water buffalo or, and stuff? Yeah. Well, they was getting destroyed by water buffalo. Oh, yeah. But here comes the crocodile, right? No. Is that the video? No, it's just footage of them, like, trying to, like, and you just, like, they try to block their path and stuff, and they just run through them, like, fling them in there. Oh, yeah. Because you always see, like, lions just take them down, like the one trailing in the back. Yeah, this is the one where the water buffalo wins. Yeah. (laughs) It was good to see that. Dude, check this out. There was this video I saw, water buffalo and lions. So... They were around this watering hole, and the lion was taking down this young one. And so they had already dragged it, and it had kind of kicked and got down around close to the water. And so they're in the water, right on the bank. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen this. And then here comes a crocodile. Just, it like, launches, chilling at the front mm-hmm. at the edge. It launches up and grabs that calf Mine. and starts dragging it into the water. Well, somehow the water buffalo gets away from that, and the crocodile punked the lion out. And the uh, calf gets back with the pack and survives. That's awesome. <laughs> like, this is a wild video. <laughs> this is the yeah. L for the animal kingdom in the circle of life today. The underdog won. <laughs> underdog wins. Probably died the next day or a little later yeah. that day. But... <laughs> no, they got that animal hide. They'll just, I hope, fingers crossed. Back to the an- uh, human side of things. Yeah. UFC. You just haven't really been around a whole lot of UFC lately, so what was your... Uh, overall impression on some of these fighters that you weren't real familiar with. Derek Lewis is awesome. <laughs> I don't know how if he's going to win a title right now or anything. Uh, what was that? Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis? Was that that yeah, fight? Yeah, Pettis. It was Pettis. That was a bloodbath? Yeah, that was a lot of blood. I think Ferguson's mouth was yeah, split got- and then Pettis is like right there at the where his hairline starts, they got split open somehow. I heard that Tony Ferguson said that was Pettis' blood the whole time. It was just dripping on him when he was on top of him and stuff. May have been. Yeah, because he yeah. didn't look... <clears throat> he had shades on in the interview that I saw, but he didn't look that bad Yeah. after the fight. Yeah. But Even I, though that, that fight didn't really go his way a lot of the time. Pettis' corner coach caught it. His hand was broke. He had that bad cut. Yeah, that fight, Ferguson. That fight was crazy for a little bit. <laughs> that women's fight was all right. 
Oh yeah, the, the chick I didn't think was gonna win won because the chick that had she won from the bottom. <laughs> yeah, with some elbows. You remember that? Yeah, who does that? Rachel Watterson. Yeah, her name the Karate Hottie. Mm-hmm. And she had what three inches against her own reach. That chick had like she was a little bit taller. And yeah, she had a she had the size advantage. Must yeah. definitely. It was a straight fight. Yeah, it was good. Just cool to see her win from the bottom. Yeah, you don't see that a whole lot. All right, so just to briefly touch on college football, not going to dwell there tonight. Alabama did what Alabama's been doing. Had a good practice. It was another good practice week. Arkansas looked good. They got to put some points up. Yeah. State got Auburn. Enough said. War Eagle. <laughs> A&M got Kentucky in overtime. I called that. Did not yeah. think Kentucky would win. I'm not a believer. Oh, man, I want to be a believer. I was going for them. Some people were saying, like, they're going to beat Georgia. Are you blind? No, ain't happening. Georgia's down. Not to me. Not to me either. Georgia's Ready for the SEC championship. Yeah, Georgia's fine. LSU got beat. Did not surprise me there either. No. They're not good. No. Number five, my foot. Yeah, that was the most overhyped top ten team. Second to Auburn. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so – Notre Dame wins. That's not surprising either. I thought there was way too much hype on that game. Yeah. Virginia Tech got beat by Old Dominion. That was a good day. <laughs> <laughs> For Old Dominion everywhere. Oh, my favorite and uh, my second favorite team in college football, Red River Shootout. Go Longhorns. Hook them, baby. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> got them with the kick. I didn't expect that. Is, is Tom Herman kicked in? Is it kicked into effect now? A lot of people are saying that Texas is back. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little early to tell. I'm not thinking this season, oh. but maybe maybe next season, maybe a couple seasons. I mean, they're winning. That first game they lost, so that was that was horse crap when they lost to Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. But, I mean, they've been they've been okay. And the second week was sketchy, but now they kind of got an identity and they look good. And so I believe what the Big 12 has started doing since they don't have divisions anymore is they'll take the two best for the conference yeah. championship. This is, I guess, how it went down last year with Oklahoma. They'll take the two best teams, and that'll be the championship. So right now it'll be Texas and I West like Virginia. that. <laughs> yeah, instead of like having the East-West, yeah. you like that better? Yeah, kind of do. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's one conference. I mean, that it would be no different this year anyway if SEC had that. Yeah, it's going to be Georgia and Bama. Yep. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Time will tell. Anything can happen. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Goosebumps. And that is, here. that's going to be USA in this hole. <laughs> USA up in here. That's going to be the first track that I rap over when I start my rap debut. Uh I'm gonna guarantee somebody's rapped over that. I hope so. That's a that's a trap song. Yeah, I was gonna put a some trap, trap beats there. right there. I was gonna do a, get a hype man who can make a lot of great bird noises. <laughs> Dolphin <laughs> noises. <laughs> yeah, I mean just just whatever really works for that. Yeah. So. Bougie. <laughs> well, all right. So we are on the eve of Halloween and trick or treating and all the festivities that comes with this wonderful holiday along with making your neighborhood just look a whole lot creepier than usual so we're gonna spend a little time on the horror genre yeah all right in this horror genre where you want to go let's start with trick-or-treat just because it's fun oh yeah trick-or-treat it came out like five years ago or so maybe longer time flies the older you get but it's like a it's an interesting horror movie it's campy but it's like a pulp fiction movie you know what I mean mm-hmm. you got different Follow characters different characters yeah and they intertwine at the end mm-hmm. it's that so it's a little fun like that I don't know if it's on Netflix I don't think so So it's something you can find at Redbox right now though right no it's too old oh I figured they'd put it in just for this time of the season I don't know if it made all that much money probably yeah. mostly from DVD sales everybody should watch it it's fun yeah, it's just I, a, it's I know a bunch of people who don't like it but sort of like Transformer fans <laughs> Transporter. Yeah, action. Jackson. Love the action. Keep my attention, please. I want to see more explosions. Yeah. I want to walk away in slow motion. 
Yeah, it's not my kind of movie. Well, all right, so trick or treat. All right, from there, let's move on. Let's take a step back and let's talk about, let's go Rob Zombie. My favorite movie is Devil's Reject, so I love Rob Zombie. I'm biased. Let's talk uh, about House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, that's just fun. I, <laughs> I, I love it too. In those just, movies, they go together, right? Same characters in those movies. Yeah, but they're, they're made so different. Like, the, the second one's like a Western, and I don't even know if you can count it as horror, because you go for them the second half, the second act. Mm-hmm. I only think the last 20 minutes of House of Thousand Corpses is kind of meh, because it gets in all that Dr. Satan. Yeah, it's kind of fakish. Yeah. Like, when they kept it real with, like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best horror movies ever, the original one. We talked a little bit about that. Me and Levi, neither one of us knew a whole lot about like Texas Chainsaw, but like Leatherface, that was a, that was like a real thing. Like he did that, right? Like with the the putting on the some kind of a little mask. Yeah, it was only it'd be the faces. That ain't, of people that ain't no true story. It's based on true events. It's where people get mixed up. You gotta yeah. go true stories. Everything's true. Events could be like two minutes. Yeah, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Silence of the Lambs and Psycho was based on one guy back in like the 50s from Plainsville, Wisconsin, Ed Gein. And I don't know if, I think he didn't consider a serial killer because I think he got killed four people. I think he just killed one or two, supposedly two, I think, is the way it goes. But he just, he looked at the obituaries in the paper and Sue died that week and go dig up the, go dig her body up, cut them up and stuff. I mean, he did Martha Stewart type arts and crafts with skin making lampshades and oh boy yeah he made a belt of nipples it's a little much but he was his mom like the the psycho part you know psycho norm Mm -hmm. bates Mm -hmm. he plays his mom half the time yeah he's obsessed with his mom (laughs) well that was again that's where they got that psycho part the texas chainsaw part wearing a face he did that he would dance in the moonlight Wearing somebody's face and torso skin. You know, Silence of the Lambs. How does that connect? Jeez, man. I think that may be the cannibal part. Okay, so he would eat? Yeah, he'd eat some people sometimes. Hmm. I don't think he did that as much. So. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know all those movies came from one person. That's what, it just gets on my nerves. I'm like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it really happened. And it's like, no. Took this dude's weird stuff and... Made it into a movie in Texas instead of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Movie location. I didn't know that. I knew that. Uh, I, not everything about the movie is true. Like obviously, it's like there, strangers. There's, yeah, there's yeah. Like and when even when you go watch these, I don't know what was that one with Wahlberg or Lone Survivor. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even with movies like that, it's not gonna be to the T. It, it'll probably be really close, but it's gonna be dramatized. It's gonna be Hollywood. Yeah, you're gonna dramatize it. Yeah, and so it's not going to be just verbatim. Like, I knew that, I thought the only truth in that Texas was the face part. Where yeah, and that's true. Him. From Eddie Gein. Yeah, I knew there was something to that. While we're on that, what about, like, the the hills have eye type things where these families kind of locked, locked into this little desertous place? And I'm sure stuff like that. I mean, that's... Is that where they, like, test bombs nukes or whatever I think that's what that was about chemical reaction just, mm-hmm. and they were mutated a bit I think the there's some truth behind that I didn't really do much research on the first Hills Have Eyes is great man first one's oh the fine. second one's garbage yeah it's a different director <laughs> yeah the, the first one was it's cool it's kind of one of those things because if you travel a lot and if you travel through places like this it kind of make you think it's kind of like you know oh, some no. of the things you bring up about please don't have a fl- flat right now yeah yeah, this looks like a perfect Hills Have Eyes moment, so I really hope I make it through this neck of the woods, or desert in this. Do uh, you want to play? Remember that girl? Yeah. The guy who's like, he's in that wheelchair and his tumor head's hanging off the back of it like three feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on there. In the midst of how crazy and ridiculous some of these stories are, there is, it was inspired from something. Yeah. I think there's truth to that. And on top of that, just just while we're talking about places, because like, I think about that sometimes when I'm driving through some parts of the country, and I was like, man, it would really suck to have had no a service. problem right now. <laughs> yeah. No service. It's <laughs> one in the morning. Yeah. 
<laughs> like worried about a coyote. Yeah, yeah. Or just, you know, whatever could possibly be in the area. Let's talk about campgrounds and stuff like that. Oh, don't do it. Oh, man, I wish I could. The serial killer's playground. Yes. I think that would be a hobby I would like to pick up. But I watch too much Dateline and stuff. Mm-hmm. To know about some Israel Keys. There is a lot of people. That's murder playground. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to camp, but I camp in areas that I'm familiar with, you know, just like now, around I like to go to like area, a, but I would like to go to, like, big campsites, like, what are you talking about? Like, go to, yeah. National Forest Bankhead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a cool name, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something I would like to do, but like you said, it's just, that's that's the fear kind of behind it. It's like, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> I'd have to have a pistol. <laughs> just say it. Yeah. Sleep with I think one I want that for a snake, anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some kind of protection. I want kill a snake with a knife <laughs> mm, I don't care nothing about being rattled. come at me rattlesnake <laughs> this October is still out I promise you here in Alabama we still got snakes going <laughs> still a thing yeah alright so we even got into where we said we was going to go have we where you want to go who you want to be let's go into Netflix I guess okay what are some of the shows or maybe some of the horror films that are on Netflix right now that would be worth checking out what i was most looking forward to in this month when i seen like what was coming out for the month of october was american horror story i think it's season seven it's my favorite one it may not be the most popular one with everybody else it's just my i like cults i mean i don't like cults but it's just fascinating yeah evan the kool-aid the actor evan evan peters he's the cult leader and i like him it was just it's clowns it's a little bit of everything just like the the setting of everything he has his little cult meetings in the basement uh, just like, like it should be <laughs> and I like it shows flashbacks of like the same actor playing Charles Manson in one scene he plays Jim Jones of Jonestown oh wow that's yeah. cool one of my favorite moments in the whole series, season is like I think it's episode nine. He's got his little army boys down there in like their pajamas in the basement. And he starts talking about Charles Manson and being the ultimate master. And when I was like, leader, I thought you was the ultimate master. He's like, no, no. Boys, get your sleeping bags. And one of them's like, oh, hell yeah, I love story time. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to go down. Yeah, and he tells him the story of Charles Manson. All of them. I just, that's my favorite season. So so what are some of the other areas besides cults that American Horror has kind of explored? They've been in witchcraft? Yeah. Sure. That was Covenant season three. That was a good one. A lot of people hate that one. I liked it. They made a Frankenstein boy. Oh, wow. And it's Evan Peters. Put a whole bunch of pieces together? Yeah. <laughs> like other body parts. Here we go. Spoiler alert. Cook, cook this up in there. Yeah. I mean, that was like five years ago. You should have watched it by now. <laughs> Some of the other types of work that they've done on that. The first season was, it was just like a haunted house season. It it's started out right, just simple. Mm-hmm. It was a different show at the time. It was kind of breaking ground. Yeah, it was It was like Walking Dead. Then here's your new other horror story, like, no, show. And that was it, pretty much, unless you had, like, HBO or Showtime or something. I don't It was the other cable show you could watch. Yeah. The second season was Asylum, like, 1950s mental insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Third, witchcraft. That was something. Which is it's called The Covenant. That was something that my cousins did when they came down from Oregon. Yeah. The first thing they wanted to do was go to Bryce. The old Bryce. The old Bryce. They wanted to yeah. see it for themselves, man. I was like, that's cool. And, I, and when they got to the house and they were kind of telling about that, and I was like, oh, if you want to know some places, so we can show you some things. But, uh, we, I mean, we never did get around to it. We, we ran out of time. But Have I, you I, been to Old Bryce at night, like close to it? Not close to it. They did. It looks pretty creepy close up. And yeah. it was crazy. You know, someone from Oregon, I guess they'd done a little research on Tuscaloosa, and it was like, oh, there's Old Bryce place here. Let's go. Yeah. I was we, like, oh, this is a great place to go if you, you would like to get murdered. <laughs> it's but they didn't have it. They didn't have any problems. I'm we, not recommending that you go to Bryce at night. By the way, I'm not going. It place is heavily. I mean, that place is heavily secured by policemen. From what my experience was, 
So we went in there two car deep in like 40 seconds. Bloop. What are you doing? And the dude was just like, I was just showing him where he's at. All right. Y'all get out of here. Mm. I didn't want to go in there anyway. I was kind of glad he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th- I think that season two that with Asylum, I think that's a good idea. So what are some of the other things that they've done? They did Roanoke. What's that about? I think it's South Carolina or North Carolina where they killed a witch or something. Haunted spirits mm. type deal. Okay. Like lynch mob. I don't know. It was all right. Freak show, that's the crappiest one. It's where it's like carnival. And okay. Yeah. Crab boy. Mm-hmm. Bearded lady. Yeah, freaks. Evan Peters covers a Nirvana song in it, though, and it's awesome. <laughs> Which one? Do you remember? I can't remember. I think it's Calm As You Are. That's cool. I was hoping it would be the one where it's talking about him living under a bridge. <laughs> no, I know it's not that. This is like one of my favorite songs by them. I was like, that would be kind of perfect for this. Yeah. yeah cover that. Well, all right. So what else on Netflix is out that uh, we Spooky. Could... Spooky. Spooky. Like a movie? Like, what do we like? You love Creep, didn't you? Yeah, that was a surprise for me because I really don't, usually don't like stuff like that, but that was a good one. Yeah, and so you, uncomfortable. And you, yeah, and you were, uh, you were correct. It's worse late at night, completely dark. Yeah. By yourself. <laughs> oh, that movie's so awkward. That's what's... It ain't scary. It's just... Ugh. Yeah. And this won't spoil anything for you, really, but like this, like five minutes in, it was like the most awkward moment of... Tubby time? Yeah, tub time. That was, uh, gosh, I was like, I cannot wait for this. Get out of here, dude. I, I, I got up and left the room and, like, came back in after that scene was over. I was like, gosh, this is making me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's but, part of it, and you, you kind of needed it to kind of show who this guy is. Yeah, and I don't want to get a Sinopolis or whatever. Cause you just need to go in naked. Yeah. Just dive on in. Yeah, and, and be prepared to maybe dive right out. Oh, go through it. Yeah. Yeah. What you want some more? Want some you ever watch Devil's Candy on Netflix? No, I've never watched That's that. pretty never, hardcore. Never even heard of it. Yeah, that's another one you need to watch. The Synopolis Synopsis. Andy Galifianakis is <laughs> it's a movie about a struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas. It's beautiful. In this creepy haunted house tale, it's way more than that when you watch it. Because <laughs> like the they're getting some it. serial killer <laughs> stuff, demonic possessions, metal guitars, a lot of 80s Metallica. It's just, it's going. It's heavy. I, lo- I like this movie. Devil's Candy. That's a Netflix legend. <laughs> Devil's Candy. All right, so I probably won't be watching this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to watch it. That'll uh, probably be the, the next movie on when I get back over here. <laughs> you're going to watch it, and you're going to like it. I Like the possession I have like four and... people over here. It's like, oh, we're into it now. Don't spoil this. <laughs> the, the reason I don't watch a whole lot of possession and exorcism type movies like this is, man, I have... There was a story that my grandpa told me years ago. They went down. I don't know how it went down. I guess maybe got a call. or Somebody knew it was going down, but he got a call one night. Yeah. And him, I think two pastors or preachers, whichever way you want to call it, and four deacons drove down to that church and exercised a demon out of this woman. Ooh. And it was so crazy because, like, my question was, was well, what did it look like? Yeah, what did she look like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was? Yeah, what was? Tell and it was. It's wild. So and I and so in that he was talking. Well, when it came out, I could not give you like a mental picture to describe what it looked like. It's like an apparition, like a, something like that. And he said, "What was crazy was it left and it shot like it was shot out of a cannon." And he said it just shot toward Tuscaloosa, <laughs> toward that direction. And I was. That's wild stuff, man. And I mean, you hear all these different stories and like all those exorcism movies, dude. I've I don't dabble you in that stuff. Can't watch them. I don't dabble in it. I'll watch them for you. Yeah, okay. I mean, like I say, I'll probably get over here next time and then it'll be on. But oh, here we go. We're going through it. I mean, I watch horror. Is horror, man, to me. Like you watch people kill other people. 
Yeah. It's just bad to me. Yeah, there's, it's, it's just like spiders. I yeah. don't like being around spiders, and I don't like being around you that kind cool of thing. You ain't cool with the spider community? Dude, I think the only good spider is a dead one. That's yeah. just, Are you that way with snakes? Cause mm, King don't, snake. don't mind snakes. I'll handle snakes. Uh-huh. I've been bit by three snakes. Got bit by a boa constrictor. Gangsta. I didn't want You got it. bit by a boa constrictor. A python or whatever those things are people get yeah, his pets. Yeah, in their aquarium. Yeah, okay. So Feeding yeah. time. Yeah, he thought it would be a great... I was asleep on the couch. Oh. The, I had spent the night. i tell you the story. I spent the night and you know what I woke up to? <laughs> it was wrapping around my arm, man. That's awesome. No, it's oh, not yeah, awesome. awesome, man. And he's Please just sitting there on. looking at me and I, I'm starting to freak out because like... You how, woke how many, up to this. Yeah, I woke up to this. And so how many days in your life have you woke up with a snake wrapping around your arm? I was it like, was unreal I, for like three seconds. Like, oh, am I in snake? South America living in the rainforest? What in the world is going on around here? And so I'm freaking out, so it freaks out. And it just... You come to... to <laughs> and it lashed down on like my bicep, right? Are you not really... Yeah. Like, what a bicep would be called if it was one there. But yeah. Boom. And it's... And I, Oh no! Is it doing that stretchy thing with its fangs? Or like no. gnawing? Mm-mm. Cause like or when it's locked on, like he was just. Mm, I'm, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was not a good moment. Human woke up, and I got bit by a little. My, and what's ironic is my I was giving my brother crap. He was swimming. <laughs> I think they were in Caledonia, yeah. some creek. Over by Steens. Yeah. Christine's yeah. area, and he got bit by a little green snake. He got bit by a green. That's like getting like bit right by above a the right above the the trunk line. Yeah, like you know, right there on the on the hill. Yeah, I guess. and I was giving him crap about that and laughing, and then lo and behold, <laughs> karma. <laughs> a couple weeks later, happened to me. Yeah, way worse snake. <laughs> green snake's like a lizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a lizard with five legs for real. And then I got bit by a king snake one time trying to handle it. Oh, yeah, he's like, come live with me. Live in my yard. That's what I want. Yeah, that's what we used to do because, you know, king snakes kill poisonous snakes. Yeah. And so what me and my brother would do while we would be out riding dirt roads on the four-wheeler or in our truck would be... Collect king snakes. Yeah, if we, if we <laughs> happened to come across a king snake, we'd get out and catch it. Oh, man. That was y'all's calling. King snake catchers. <laughs> king snake it. It was stupid, and I paid the price one time, dude, because I, I grabbed the stick. Put some shot collars on them in your yard. <laughs> No, we released them on the property and never saw them again. That's what I was saying. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, I I grabbed the stick and it wouldn't work. But it was just a—I didn't want it to get away, and it was the closest thing I could find. And it was kind of a dead stick, so I knew it wasn't going to be. I figured it would break. Yeah, you always—you know about the V, the the sticks that come out into a V shape and Mm -hmm. break it down to pinch your head and pin them down. Yeah, that's that's the game plan. So it was pinned down behind its neck, and so when I was doing the bend down. Yeah. To grab the snake behind the head. Yeah, he the stick it. broke. Oh. And it just latched right on my arm. It's like, yep. And I was like, oh, this is my gosh. window. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grabbed it behind the yeah. head then and grabbed it. And I was like, give me your shirt. <laughs> and, uh, through, you know, threw the snake in the shirt, tied it up. We got back to the house and released it. And I was like, golly, this. Uh, and after that, I quit. I don't mess with snakes. Yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. Did you see that story that happened a couple of weeks ago? Where there's some churches that they're they snake handlers. Uh uh-uh. uh Yeah. Did you? I know see? No, I didn't see it. But. And they had a venomous snake. I think it was like a big old rattlesnake. Yeah, they always getting rattlesnakes. It, it like I think it like bit him on the head, like around the ear. That was wild. Did <laughs> see it? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that church. There's tent churches mostly, ain't they? Ah, uh, something like I that. Know. I think there's a couple around in this area. I'm not sure. I, I don't. What does that mean, rattlesnakes? It's like this demon. There's a scripture, and it's some say taken out of context. It's depending on how you take it. I believe it's taken out of context. Is there's a statement made by Jesus in the Gospel of Mark where it's you'll be able to handle snakes and they won't bite you, and so people take that literally. Yeah. You know how people speak and they're speaking, not literally. It's kind yeah. of metaphoric. That's kind of what I took from it when what he said that. But so oh, that's probably a preacher has been like fifty years in the game, just rattlesnakes every night. Ain't been bit once. 
I think it, it all goes into the vibe you put out. Like when that snake was wrapping around my arm, I don't think it would have bit me if it didn't sense like I was really anxious and, you know, I woke up. I don't know how you not and then when anxious to like come into like, oh, yeah, snake. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then with the king snake, I understood why I got bit because I provoked it. Yeah, he's on defense. Yeah, he's in defense mode. He's just trying to get away from me. But with the green snake, that was a what the crap, man. I was just swimming. And then, boop, here I am. Whoa, whoa, what are you? What are you, you a little aggressive green snake? You supposed to eat crickets or something. Go on somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really hurt either. It felt like a briar scratch. But. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's my snake stories. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> well, that was a long rant. <laughs> I forgot completely about where we were. Okay, we was talking devil's candy. Any other movies suggestions before we get hmm. off the kicks? There's one called Hush on Netflix. That's good. Yeah, it's one of those. You can Google like top ten Netflix horrors, and it's gonna be on there. Yeah. So what's a little bit of a breakdown on it? I think it's a deaf girl. I ain't seen it in like two years, but I remember it's good. And maybe not that long, but and uh, I don't give away the ending. But it's just this stalker dude outside her house gets in the house. You know, she's he's like drop stuff, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. she can't hear that. Yeah. It's just cat and mouse horror, pretty oh, okay. much. That's good. I, I would watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch that kind of horror. I did uh, not like Thriller. I hope she's deaf and not blind. <laughs> that was a bad recommendation. This dude is not accurate. Like a Thriller? Wasn't that the name of that clown movie that we watched recently? That Terrifier. Terrifier. That movie, you loved that, didn't you? That movie sucked. A lot of people like that. I just I liked it for a while. Well, not a while. I just like forty five minutes in. I'm like I'm kind of tired of this. The best thing about him, I think, with the whole movie, is Terrifier. You kind of nailed that because he didn't say one word the entire yeah. film, and so you never knew what was going Speaks on inside with his that head. Expressions of clownness, and he was very expressive. Yeah, you had a couple of funny like scenes where he would do like a little. Here's your flower, little girl. Yeah. Uh, a grown woman. Yeah. <laughs> In a, like, Waffle House or something. Mm-hmm. Low-key Waffle House. Yeah, and he decorates the people that work there. Art the Clown, Is USA. Yeah, Art. I didn't, I didn't know he had a name. Yeah, they're trying to put him up there with, like, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers. One of those characters. It's not going to happen. No. Is there more than one Terrifier? No. I just try to make him like the new boogeyman. The boogeyman. Ah, get off that. That's stupid. You don't belong in that class. No, you're not that style. You're no Pennywise. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And so that movie don't come out to what, next year? The next year? Uh, chapter two? Yeah. Yeah, that's I think a, it comes out. a long way It'll probably be like next, around Halloween season. Next year. And so you got... Andy McKay, the guy that directed Step Brothers, and Danny McBride producing the new Halloween. And that's what really makes me excited about it. Yeah. And I can't wait till it comes out. I'm definitely going to watch it. And that's going to be when I catch in theaters because I want the experience. Yeah. I think they're... Didn't we say this on a past podcast where they're, like, starting from the... It's going to be, like, the third of the original first two. No, and I, I don't think we talked about that. I think that's the way they're going to go. So, you know, have you ever seen Halloween 3? It's been so long. It's, I've, not, I've it's s- the Halloween movie that's hot garbage, where it's not Michael Myers. It's like kids put on a mask and it takes over them or something. Oh, no, I never watched that one. No one has. Okay, good. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. But I think it's like it's taking a spot of that movie. Okay, so Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. They're going to clean up the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. Like, erase those last... 14 or whatever. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Alexa, music. <laughs> Beautiful people only living downtown in Midtown, not around where I stay. Stay, stay, stay. Is it their brain that really matters or their character that flatters or is it dependent on their beautiful face? But if you're beautiful from birth, do you really have the courage of a woman picked on for her girth. Girth, girth, girth. Ever since she was a kid. And you know how kids work up until she was a full-grown adult. 
Now, I'm not saying that it's real smooth sailing, but guys, being nice, it doesn't hurt. And I'm not saying that they're perfect. I'm just saying that they're different. And the difference is they like to wear skirts. All right, so that was Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. And so the way that I had found these guys, it was saw their NPR contest challenge. like, Yeah. And then they submitted it on YouTube. Yeah. This one, the song that they covered, that was Sex in the City. But the, the they did Pete Scone, which is another fun song that they do. And Andrew sent me this link the other day. It was the NPR link. And they done three songs. In a backyard? Yeah. The Peach Gone one that I found? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I knew. Yeah. yeah. And then Andrew sent me the NPR link the other day, and I didn't, I didn't watch it yet. I didn't, know, I didn't know the NPR got up with them. I didn't know that they got in, you know? Yeah. And so when he sent me that, I was really excited because I don't know if the lead singer, if he's like a genius or if he's autistic or if it's both, but the way that he is approaching things is just so very different. And if you check out that NPR, I want to go ahead and throw this out there for you. It is extremely explicit. Yeah. I so. like their style, though. It, <laughs> it's fun. And it's he, like a regular dude, the yeah. way he sings. Yeah. I'd it's, like to see him at a party around it, here. And that's what I'm saying about, like, genius, or I don't, I don't know what he is, because he sings out of key on purpose. Yeah. And he, he'll sing out of rhythm on purpose, but, like, he'll have keywords where it's right on the beat. It's so brilliant. The things that he's talking about, he's talking about some... I could backup singers too with a... Oh! Yeah. I mean, the band's very involved. Dun, dun. It's fun, man. Check it out. Hobo Johnson and the Lovemakers. If you haven't heard them, go, go look them up and look up some of their older stuff when they were first getting started and figuring everything out for them, man. It's an interesting Yeah, support band. them. They're fun. It's, it's different. In other words, other musics, what else has been good lately? I've seen uh, people are talking about the Star is Born soundtrack. So I checked out some Bradley Cooper, and he's bringing it. You yeah. sent me some links from that Star is Born soundtrack. Yeah, it's not bad. Bradley Cooper's not bad. I mean, like, he's not going to win a Grammy or anything. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> like, But it's all but right. Like, for it's a celebrity? Good. Yeah, I didn't even know he did it's music. It's pretty good stuff. I don't, know he sing. I don't listen to country. Mm-hmm. I don't and, either. But this would be as close as I could get ra- radio country. That's garbage. I call it pop country. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. With I, like, that. I, I like Sturgill Simpson and like Whiskey Myers and like those cats that aren't on radio. But I don't really care for any of those who are. Now, when you go back, back older country. Oh yeah, older country's cool. Yeah, that was outlaw country. Yeah, that's that's the that's the name of the genre. That is the that's out like Willie Nelson and those cats. Hank Williams. Hank Williams. Yeah. When I think of country, that's what I think. I don't think about today's country. I, like they need another way to the yeah to genreize that that this is pop country. I, I don't want. I've heard a country song one day on the radio that had turntables in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's hot garbage. We're renting, and me and Johnny didn't even talk music. I'll have Johnny, DC comic guy, had on. Yeah, he introduced me to a Canadian country singer, Daniel Romano, and the way that he. It sounds like he plays Spanish style. Like he plays outlaw country. Like he does a lot of Willie Nelson covers. Yeah. Like he he often tips his hat to those that came before, and it's the ones that came before that were actual the genre. When you think country, this is country music. If you haven't heard of Daniel Romano, he plays a lot of great country songs. But I love one of the interviews because he was in this interview, and Daniel's just a funny guy. Matter of fact, how. What was interesting about it, he works with Dallas Green, who is City in Color. But back when they were working together, it was when Dallas was coming out of Alexis is on fire. They're both Canadian, so I don't know. They were probably friends and working together for a long time. But that was another connection for me because I'm a huge Dallas Green fan. Yeah. In the interview, they were asking him about, so, like, you really play what a lot of people call outlaw country and, like, old country. And it's not radio country. And he was like, I'll be honest with you. The things that they're singing about on those songs, hmm. I can't relate. That, I mean, that's not something that I no. did. And when I think about country, yeah, I'm Canadian, but like I'm kind of country music is my genre. Like I play country and I grew yeah. up on country. And like 
That's not what I think about. This isn't what a country night feels or is for me. It's some fake bull crap that you're trying to sell. I'm just trying to give you the real. And that's these things about, you know, like real outlaw, you know, like uh, yeah. first, last thing I needed first thing this morning, Will and Nelson. That's some real heavy stuff. Yeah. You know, Singing like, about life. Not right. Riding down a dirt road. Listen to George Jones. Got a corn and a cow soul. Blue jean shorts and a girl with some cowboy boots. And I'm not trying to... If you like that, that's fine. I'm not trying to crap on them. I'm just saying that I don't enjoy it at all. Aren't you a big Colt fan? A Colt Ford fan? Those are fighting words. (laughs) It's one of the purest country artists today. (laughs) Emphatic no. Yeah. I think one of the only cats... Rapping country. I hate it. I had the first country rap in my life. With uh, Tim McGraw and Nelly. Do you remember that song? When they were doing the mashups? It was on, like, Nelly's CD. Tim McGraw made a, like, country. That was, like, the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it right off the bat. I ain't like none of them. <laughs> none of them. I don't think it's ever a good idea. Sounds so cheesy. Yeah, because I, I think... We go hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's the impression I get. I can't take this seriously. But Party all night. They may listen to Drake and cry. Maybe. <laughs> and then you want to cross country with rap, and then rap about crap. Yeah, rap is crap. No, rap ain't crap. Rap country. is rap is not crap. But Kid Cudi, man. Yeah, Kid Cudi. Santa Go. Oh, that's a good one. Santa Go. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, I like Santa Go. I think it's an album from like 2010 that I'm really on. She had one that dropped this summer. It's an, it's a, the album's white, and it's got her in a white dress, and it's like gold flakes. It's like she's spewing guts of gold flakes, <laughs> pretty much. But that it's album pretty is... Pretty cool, interesting art. That album is dupe. Moving on from there, just plans in the future. I don't know when. I've been I've been watching this venue for a while. Have you heard of the Ryman? No, no, sir. Okay. The Ryman Auditorium. It's in Nashville. It's one of my favorite venues. I own two albums that were cut from there. I own the Band of Horses cut. And yeah. I, I'm, and that's why I was kind of hesitant on two, is because I can't remember the other band. But it is like. I'd put it right below or maybe right above Austin City Limit. Tight. Like, it is. I love getting on YouTube and watching stuff from the Ryman. Yeah. It's just, it's a great atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? It's a place in Nashville. Yeah. Is that where Dan Arbach lives? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought That's so. where Easy I Sound, that's where his recording studio is. Yeah. You know how I got introduced to Black Keys? I don't share this nugget. All rap in high school is three six mafia, Ooh. bone thugs in harmony. Okay, UGK. Oh yeah, but in international two- players anthem. Yes, all day. But in two thousand seven, I went with a group of friends. It's like, hey Cobb, come to Bonnaroo. I was like, heck yeah, I'm young. I got the money. <laughs> Those were and the days. That's where my music changed. I was a little culture shocked from all the craziness going on. Just people watching. Hey, look at that three-year-old toddler with dreads or mm-hmm. down to his, his smaller back. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing about music festivals is I think half the fun is the people that's there. Yeah, I think it was like the second morning we woke up and we lived a long way from the stage area. We lived. So, we lived. So, 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 we yeah, camped set this in a up. tent. It was hot. Nineties every day. But we we had. It felt like we at least walked a mile to get to the stage areas. Mm-hmm. I was walking with them. I was like, "Who are we going to see again?" I was brought band called Black Keys. I was like, oh, I never heard of them. I just been rap. Mm-hmm. But we finally made it, and it's under this like big canopy, just ten, like you know, holding like. 500 people under the shade and come out and they're like I don't know what song it is but it melted my face right off the bat it's like 
I think it may be in. Your touch. I went straight into head banging. Your touch. That song goes hard, man. Just think about that. So you had Magic Potion. Yeah. The big come up. I think Magic Potion was like their CD, their recent oh, CD. Oh, that's the album you saw? Yeah. When I saw them, we caught Lonely Boy, which wasn't a bad album to catch. And oh, they, no. And they also, you know, went back to Brothers and yeah. some of the older albums and played some of the songs off there. I wanted to see Fever. And the thing about what you said is when I get around some of the, the, the young bucks, if you will, yeah. some of the younger guys, because... A lot of people are that way. They only listen to one genre. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's country because their parents listen to country and that's all they listen. That's all they know. Or maybe you got around your cool friends in high school and they were listening to rap, and so you just listen to rap or whatever the story yeah. is for what, whatever you like, whatever genre of music you like is. I always hope to be able to. If you don't have a love for rock and roll, oh man, I, like I, it. I always start with like Black Keys. As soon as I got back, I bought that Black Keys album. Yeah, that's the effect it'll have. On it you, took man. like five seconds. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I am all in. I'm telling you, man. And so, and most of the time, it doesn't click. Like, I, I, I really hope to always get like a phone call or a text or something the next day. And be like, who was that band that you you showed me the other day? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, you're hooked now, buddy. Welcome to rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, while you're here, listen to Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> All day. You know who else I saw that, Bonnaroo? Who? The police. That's dope. Roxanne. You don't have to run a red light. That's parents' music, and parents can't say that around here to me. You saw them. I saw them. You saw the police. From a blanket i guess my parent band is i saw zz top cool they spin the guitars they you know they got that their showmanship their showmanship was amazing they did all kind of beard on fleek and they had beard Beard down to the belly button yeah and yeah and everything they did they done at the same time like the showmanship that they done was cool but there was the tension was high in the crowd because black keys had played before and then zz top was shutting the night down yeah and those fans didn't mix, and so there was there was violence. Yeah, the CZ Top Ten is like talking to the Black Keys fans. When is he going to do a face melter? When's the solo coming up? This is Texas rock and roll. You don't understand this. Shut up. <laughs> Respect CZ Top. Yeah, that's and not that what you're gonna get. Watch the guitar spin. This is good showmanship between three older guys that are really good at what they do. I bet every concert they do is really good. Yeah, I mean, it was a if good show. Into them, like, yeah, I'm not the biggest ZZ Top fan, but it was like, I tip my hat to you. You kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's cool to say I saw you. Oh, man, I went to a Memphis May one year, and I walked from like, you know, there's three stages, ain't they, still? Yeah, they oh, have three man. big stages, and then yeah. they have two minor stages kind of set up for like smaller acts. Well, I went from like one stage all the way to the farther stage, and it was a middle stage. Mm-hmm. And in that walk... It was who's saying the Steve Miller band, and they the were Joker su- and yeah that. they were supposedly playing that. As I was walking by, doesn't get any better than that. I was like, yeah, well, this is a sign. I have to stay and watch this song. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. It was a hippie chick on the dance floor back there that was like, come over. Yeah, so when, enticing. Yeah, okay, I will come over. <laughs> it was like a checkerboard dance floor. It was like twenty by twenty like yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Memphis is amazing. I've been three times. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've, and every, every time we've been, it, it's gotten better. And, like, sometimes maybe the weather's a bit of a dampener. Or, Bring uh, your goulashes. Yeah, you don't know if you're going to get in what that's nicknamed Mudfast. You don't know if you're going to have that. This past time, we really didn't have a whole lot of issue with rain. It rained a little bit, but it wasn't. There was one no, time I went. It ain't it was sloppy. Like, it, was one, it was sloppy one year I went, dude. It was, like, up to mid Yeah, I went like that. The... That one year I went was just on a Sunday, and I saw Foo Fighters, and it was like, they didn't care about the rain. That girl is awesome. We had one of those walking by stories, like you were talking about. We had, it was Saturday, it was this past year. We all had, me and Sid had pretty much the same taste, but Michael and Teresa, they had different tastes. They were there solely for uh, Incubus, pretty much. 
And I think there was like one other band that they wanted to see, but they were just there to see Incubus. I hope the Incubus played their old stuff. They did. They they did play some of their oh, old cool. stuff. Yeah, and that made it great. But I, I, I you know I left Incubus because Jack White was yeah. And you want to go see the man? I wanted to go see the man himself. It was Saturday. We were you know the walk from one big stage to the other. You're making the big walk from one side of yeah. the festival to the other, and so it takes time. Guess who's on middle stage, and guess what song he's playing? Franz Ferdinand. And guess what song just came on? I don't remember that Take song. Take Me Out. Yes, that's like, <laughs> how old is it? That's an old song now, man. Mm-hmm. That song's been out for a minute, and like, dun, dun, I don't know. Dun, 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 dun. I don't want to do it either. Me out. Yeah. Uh, Kate was there. They that, didn't go to see Kate because Cleo was so good, I couldn't get away yeah, from Yeah, that Cleo. was a hard choice. Yeah, and I hate it Cake's an underrated band. They are. Like, we were singing this song earlier. <laughs> never there. Never there. Never, ever, ever there. Never there. Had the phone. Yeah. And on top of that, short skirt, long jacket, the distance. I mean, they've had a lot. They're kind of like President of the United States. Yeah. What was that song in that football movie, The Replacements? Oh. Oh, I'm going to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That cover. Yeah. So Kate was ever the I didn't see Kate because I was so... He had to go see Cleo. Well, I was already at Cleo. My game plan oh, yeah, was, oh, we'll oh, watch oh. half of Cleo and then go up, catch the second half I of can't Kate. take the chance. Cleo is killing it. Yeah, and I made the right decision, I think. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. This has been another episode of Porch Talk, man. Thanks again for sitting in with me. It's been cool. has sprung a leak and the animals I've trapped have all become my pets and I'm living off of grass and the dripping from the ceiling it's okay to we fish cause they don't have any Feelings, something in the way. Mm-hmm. Something in the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something in the way. Something in the way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Underneath the bridge, tarp has sprung a leak, and the animals I've trapped. All become my pets and I'm living off of grass and the dripping from the ceiling. It's okay to we fish cause they don't have any feelings. Something in the way. Something in the way, yeah. Mm. Something in the way. Mm. Something in the way, yeah. Mm. Abrupt endings. That was Something in the Way by Nirvana. Kurt Cobain wrote that song about his life. He talks about living under a nearby bridge, which he claimed happened when he got kicked out of his house when he dropped out of high school and refusing to get a job after he had done that. He expresses his feelings and emotions by saying something in the way. 
He thought everything was in the way every time he tried to feel better. The lyrics to the song were spray painted by Cobain on the wall of the bridge that he claimed to live under, but was later painted clean by the city. When recording this song, Kurt Cobain whispered his vocals so quietly that producer Butch Vig had to turn his recording levels all the way up. Hey guys, thanks again for hanging out with Porch Talk. I know that was by no means a good Nirvana cover, but content of the show, I thought it was a great ending. It was going back to the American Horror Story portion of it when we talked about that song. So, announcement-wise, check out mrfapparel.com. That is a friend of mine from Memphis. It's his clothing company. They sell hats, shirts, and just all kind of gear. It's definitely something that you would want to be seen wearing and I wouldn't tell you to check something out if I wouldn't be wearing it myself so go check out mrfapparel.com alright we'll catch y'all next time everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.